1: Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach,
2: visit stripe.com/tapiphone. Thanks to everyone who supports Independent Tech News directly. If you're not already, become a DTNS member at patreon.com/dtns. This is the Daily Tech News for Tuesday, November 20th, 2018 in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt.
3: And from Studio Feline, I'm Sarah Lane.
0: And from beautiful Finnish countryside, I'm Patrick Beja. And somewhere in the LA County area, I am Roger Chang, the show's producer.
2: We are going to talk about a pretty interesting new technology company uh, that's trying to do something I've seen a lot of people do, which is project, uh, well, not even project, but just turn anything into an input device. Uh, A lot of times we get folks in our regular surveys saying, why don't you talk about companies that are doing new things? Well, that's what we're going to do today. Let's start with a few other new things you should know.
3: It's not new, but Bitcoin dropped to its lowest level in over a year on Monday, sinking to $4,883.09 if you're converting to U.S. dollars, which is a drop of 22% in the past seven days and more than 65% this year, according to data from Coindesk. The cryptocurrency is also down more than 30% since the Thanksgiving holiday week last year.
2: Bad Bad for my predictions. Uh, Cheddar's sources say Snap plans to release A $350 version of its spectacle glasses. This one will have two cameras, an aluminum frame, and the ability to produce augmented reality effects in videos. Right there in the glasses. Snap plans to make 24,000 pairs of this new model. So for those of you keeping score, it's the most expensive pair of spectacles, and it's the lowest production run yet. What are they doing? (laughs) They're a camera company.
3: They're making spectacles. Exactly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh let's talk a little more about
2: something that we loved but is going away or at least a lot of us did Some
0: of us did. I mean, a few. Uh, Valve (laughs) is continuing its Steam Link device, but will continue to support it. The box steamed PC games to a TV through a plug-in controller, keyboard, and mouse. The Steam Link launched in 2015, but since then, Valve has brought the Steam Link app directly to Android phones and Samsung smart TVs and pulled back focus on additional hardware devices. This is probably something that didn't
2: need to continue to exist because you can use almost any device now as a Steam Link. But it was pretty cool to be able to just take this little $20 or at its cheapest $2.50 tiny (laughs) device and turn whatever screen you could attach it to into an extension of your PC.
3: I mean, right. it's something that cheap, and obviously it wasn't always $2.50, but I mean, the company definitely slashed the prices. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It sounds like they just had a hard time getting the word out, plus it being a bit of a middleman when once the app came to smartphone devices, uh, particularly Android, a lot of people just leapfrogged the need for it at all. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's, I mean, the app does the job. It's not available on, on Apple devices, which is a little bit of a bummer. Um, it does the job on, you know, uh, um, Android smart TV devices. I, I'm guessing I don't have one, so I don't, haven't tested it, but it, there's no reason it wouldn't. Um, it's still, it was, the price was slashed last year already or early this year. It was like five bucks. That like, literally delivery was more expensive than the device itself. And it already seemed like they were clearance sale in it. Um, but beyond this, I think it's interesting to see uh, Valve kind of pulling back on, it seems, it seems, all of its weird efforts. Um, Valve for a long time has been a very successful game development company. And when Steam took off, they they stopped making games, essentially. They made a few here and there, but it wasn't the heart of their uh, business anymore. And they tried doing hardware stuff and, and hardware. Do you remember the Steam machines? Oh, the Steam machines. Oh, Which- yeah. And those were a response to concerns that Microsoft might try to uh, make it more difficult for third-party apps to run on Windows at some point. Now, that has been; uh, those fears have been alleviated, and so <laughs> the Steam machines kind of went away. Uh, there, there's a whole lot of factors. But overall, I'm kind of wondering what Valve is, is if Valve isn't thinking, all right, you know what, we've tried a lot of things. Um, we've done some VR stuff. We They didn't build it themselves. Uh, maybe it's time we start being serious again. Maybe they won't. I mean, they're a privately held company. They can do whatever they want. Um, but this really seems like they're uh, starting to... Clean up uh, all of the different weird things they've been trying their hands at for the past few years,
2: and the uh, the Steam Cash cow can keep them going for a while. Although you know, companies like Discord are starting to even try to eat into that. So, so yeah, it would be interesting to see if this if they start doubling down back on games again.
3: Sources tell the Wall Street Journal that Samsung is working on four different variants of the Galaxy S ten. It's been kind of under wraps, although there've been some rumors about what the device would be. Well, the Wall Street Journal sources say this would include a 5G-capable 6.7-inch model nicknamed Beyond X, with two cameras in the front and four in the back. Six cameras total, everybody. Samsung reportedly will unveil the camera mid-February, but then release in conjunction with 5G network rollouts with various carriers, at least in the U.S. The other three S10 models are said to have screens ranging from 5.8 to 6.4 inches and have three to five cameras total each.
2: So we might not get this right away after it's announced if 5G service isn't available. It sounds like they're, according to the journal, they're talking to carriers about whether they'll be able to launch on 5G on their networks because they want to have that there. So it'd be interesting if we get four variants announced three of them are just what you'd expect in the slow evolution of of smartphones uh, in a galaxy s10 one is this six camera beast with 5g but you can't get it until maybe november or something
0: I uh, it November seems quite far off. I would be surprised if it was that far off. I mean, you don't necessarily need five G at the moment you're buying it, at least you're future proof. But so the, maybe but there's the some,
2: way the journal was saying it, they wouldn't sell it till you could get that one with five G service.
0: Right. Or, I understand. Okay. I think you know five G is gonna start appearing relatively soon in some countries. So maybe I don't know. But what US, strikes me yeah. even more in this uh uh rumor is the, the Galaxy S10, the big model, seems like uh, a, a way to sell a really expensive phone. And that's something that uh, has been working out quite well for Apple. So I wouldn't be surprised if other companies that are trying to increase their uh, revenue and, and margins in a world where people buy less phones, um, if they're trying the same things. I mean, it worked for Apple. There's no reason it wouldn't work for them. They're one of the few premium, premium brands on Android, and they should probably be able to capture the same kind of uh, sentiment.
2: Yeah, I don't know that just... A lot. I mean, I, I know some people are very, uh, you know, v- very into multiple cameras. Uh, and so that might be enough to, to get a, f- a few people interested. Obviously, having a, a 5G phone early will get a lot of early adopters interested. The foldable phone isn't going to be this one from Samsung, though. So I'm not sure how different this is, really,
0: well, than, than I those mean- two features. There aren't a million things they can do. Uh, it's going to have a really big screen. It's going to have 5G. It's going to have six cameras. Uh, you know, if you want the best one, it almost doesn't really matter what the best one features as long as it's the best one. And uh, certainly in the case of uh, Apple, it seems that that's the way it's working. You can get to 10 R, which is, you know, 90% when the XS does or even more. People don't really care the people who are I think in the market for these kinds of phones um if they have nine hundred bucks to spend on a phone and they want the the best one, they're probably okay spending eleven hundred bucks, you know, so I don't know <laughs>
2: <laughs> there has to be a little bit somewhere but yeah i don't I know what you're saying right of
0: course, <laughs> but in that range, i <laughs> yeah. think it's it's it still works out
2: Microsoft is implementing fido two password free logins for Microsoft accounts. Used for things like Outlook, Office 365, OneDrive, Skype, Xbox Live, Bing, a few others. Uh, It works on Windows 10 and the Edge browser. So users have to have a hardware key, like a YubiKey, which can work with USB, Bluetooth, or NFC. And then that hardware key is used in combination with Windows Hello, either the facial recognition or the fingerprint recognition. You could also use the YubiKey type thing with a PIN code, or with a phone running the Microsoft Authenticator app. But the idea is however you're using it, as long as you're using Windows 10 or Edge, you will be able to just log in without having to know a password. The pin code is the closest to a password, but it can be a lot simpler, so easier to remember. And still be securely logged in. Uh, Other companies that support hardware augmented login through Fido2 are Google, Dropbox, Twitter, Facebook, GitHub, LastPass, 1Password, and Dashlane. Uh, But this is a big deal, especially because of the large swath of the enterprise market that Microsoft has to be able to make another step towards a password-free world and living in it.
0: I don't know that I prefer two-factor authentication where to i have to have two things i mean i don't because one (laughs) of them is the definition of two factor authentication though i guess what you're saying is
2: you want to have something you know but but if you do you don't have to have a thing if it's facial id right or or right but facial id
0: isn't there yet i don't think you know you you if you're using no my point is you don't have a camera on every pc you do on every laptop but you don't on every desktop or like you have to set it up. I don't know. I, you know, I, I have Windows Hello on my desktop here. I don't use it because it's cumbersome. Um, <laughs> you, but you have a and, camera. And I, being an old man is what you're going to say. And I, no,
2: yesterday. I was going to let you go on this one because, uh, you know, you, you, narrowed, you narrowed your objection enough. Uh, but... <laughs> Windows Hello works really well. That, that, that's where my react, my original reaction came from. Is mm. I use, I love Windows Hello. It, I it mean, as so somebody
3: well. who has to reset passwords on at least three services a week, even though I use a password manager and feel like I'm somewhat in control of the kind of passwords I'm choosing at any given time, I like this idea. Passwords are a pain. They, you know, it, it seemed like the, you know, that was that was the most secured method for a really long time, and there have been advancements certainly, but um, I don't know. Bring on the facial recognition. Are I'm you ready. a Patrick right, or convincing. are you a
2: Sarah? Let us know. Feedback. A daily tech news show. Doc.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm slowly becoming a, a Sarah though. Give me another couple of years. <laughs> okay. Good to know, and uh, I'll be there. Excellent. Amazon is in the running to buy Fox's 22 regional sports networks from Disney. Disney is acquiring a large portion of Fox and has agreed to conditions on the acquisition that they must sell the 22 regional sports networks uh, within 90 days of the close of the acquisition. Among the 22 networks is the Yes Network, which carries the New York Yankees and Brooklyn Nets games. Which are sports team? Yes, I imagine are. in the United yes. States of you America. You
2: know what the New York That's Yankees correct. are. <laughs> right. The Yankees you yes. know are they? That's our
0: team. I think Yankee. No, 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 no. Yankees. I, I, I think they're baseball. Yes, they That's are. That's right. Okay, and Nets. I'm gonna guess a uh, uh, basketball because yes. Nets. Yeah. See. Yep, see? See?
3: Not rocket science. Not
0: not too bad. Uh, Several other companies are interested in buying the networks, and some are interested in buying the Yes Network separately. How could you say no? I can't say no to Yes. Yeah, Yeah. if
3: you're you're a (laughs) Mm. Boston fan, maybe.
0: Right. So Uh, what would Amazon do with... Le, uh, regional added sports to, networks added to are, prime
2: video add sports to prime video because one right. of the things people say like i don't want to cut the cord i need my sports but what if suddenly amazon said hey as part of amazon prime you now get your sports
0: Sounds like that would be a reasonable answer to that reasonable objection.
3: Yeah. I mean, the, the yes network is, is, you know, it doesn't contain, uh, information on teams that I'm usually watching, but that version of the network that was, uh, you know, centered around San Francisco teams, I would pay for. I would, you know, I'd pay a little premium. Um, and if that was part of Amazon Prime in some fashion, that would be great because, um, unless something is on local, uh, television, I don't see it
2: when it's well, sports. Well, that's a really good example because Bay Area Sports is on Comcast Sports Bay Area, which is an NBC-owned property. That would not be part of this. So the Bay Area folks wouldn't get the advantage. But Fox Sports West, which has got the LA area teams, would be on this. But the Dodgers are not on that, only the Angels, Uh, so as far, far as baseball goes. So it, it is not going to get them all the sports, but it certainly would give them access to a lot of it and, and be a thing that they could add to amazon prime video my guess is as an add-on like add on a, a regional sports network to your prime video subscription the way you add on stars or hbo or something
0: like that oh my god we're getting there we're going back we're going back to the past that's terrible
3: <laughs> but we get to watch our sports patrick and still be cord cutters
0: yes, of course and, and uh, you get more uh, control I think- Air quotes when you're saying "course." Amazon, I know. Hold,
2: hold on, before we move on, though, I have to I have to counter that because Amazon gives you a lot more control than any traditional cable company has.
0: Of course, of course. No, I, I, I was, you know, semi, joking.
3: Well, Google's making some improvements to its call screen feature that will include transcripts. This is according to employee posts on Google forums, and those transcripts will automatically be saved to the Dialer app after the call for later viewing. Anybody who used this feature before, you could see the transcript while you were screening the call, but there wasn't a save option unless you took a screenshot. So a little bit cumbersome beforehand. A Google employee named Paul Dunlap wrote that this new feature quote will be available to our public beta testers first and then all Pixel 3 users later in the year.
2: Now, this is this is interesting because I think this is an example of you don't really know how people are going to use it until you launch it, because I, for one, felt that, well, why would you want a transcript? When they first demoed this, I'm like, yeah, I want to see what's happening while the call is on so I can decide whether to pick up or not. That that was the way it was pitched, and I, I thought that was pretty valuable. But what happened is a lot of people missed the call and then said, well, I want to see what they said. They didn't leave a message, but it would be of great course. if you could just save a transcript and I could see who that was and decide whether to block them or call them back. Uh, and Google's like, huh, well, we didn't really think anybody would want to do that, but all right. And, uh, and good responsiveness here in making that happen.
0: Is there some privacy issue there? Because I don't think the reasonable expectation is that you're going to be somehow recorded as you're talking to the assistant. um, Unless the assistant tells you. It's not recorded. It's transcribed. If
3: you were to leave a voicemail now... Yes, but
0: this is not a voicemail,
3: right? Well, yeah, it is. It would not be
2: against the rules for me to write down what you're saying when you called me,
0: would it? I know, but it's a technicality. I think this is a new thing and people wouldn't be expecting anyone, and especially not that computer, to be writing it down. And I don't think it quite falls into the area of voicemail, as you're saying, Sarah. Maybe it, it does. Maybe I'm misunderstanding what this is. But it picks up kind of make leading you to believe that you're, being screened and and being uh, asked question to for the person to decide whether or not you're they're going to pick up. So it's not quite voicemail. And if that conversation is being recorded, even if it's in writing and not in voice, uh, hold on. I don't know. There's a hold little on. bit of. A no, I think you're
2: coming up with an objection where one doesn't need to be because the objection has always been you need to tell me that this is a computer. And I think it does that now. It says, "Hey, I'm the Google Assistant, and I'll be." Re- I don't know what the wording is, but I think. It implies that it's going to be keeping this conversation for its own purposes okay. for, for machine learning. So I think just g- providing the transcript to the user is is below that level of expectation.
0: I think whatever the uh, the way it's presented, as long as people have an understanding that this might be recorded somehow. I think it's fine. I'm, you know, I,
2: I think it also starts to be a little ridiculous to say, "Look, I called someone to talk to them, but I didn't expect them to remember what I said." I don't want to <laughs> be beholden to 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 my own words. Like, come on.
3: I I think also, I mean, the the nice thing about this feature that, you know, it's going to come in handy for a lot of people is being able to screen out just spam calls. Sure, there are going to be some legitimate people who you look at the transcript and go, oh, yeah, it was that person. Let me call them back. But most of the time, this is screening out stuff that you never wanted to answer in the first place. Yeah, true,
2: Folks, if you want to get all the tech headlines each day in about five minutes, that can keep you up to date. If you miss a DTNS, you don't have to miss out on the news. Check out DailyTechHeadlines.com. So, for many years, companies have trotted out devices that could turn surfaces into input devices. Uh, Usually, they were projecting something. One of the the more common ones I remember over the years was devices that would project a keyboard onto a desk. And then, as you blocked...
3: Selling a little or a lot... because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com/work. shopify.com/work.
0: The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI, with models at every point on the price-performance curve. You no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet
1: Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash
2: tap iPhone. The light, it would be able to tell which keys you were trying to tap. They worked with varying effectiveness. TechArch reports that a London startup named Hypersurfaces is the latest to try this, but they're taking it a lot farther. Their device uses machine learning and vibration sensors to recognize the input's that you're having on pretty much anything. Uh, So the vibrations that are caused by you tapping a location on a surface can be learned. Once trained, the algorithm then can run on a local system on a chip for instant gesture recognition. You might need the cloud to train it, but once it's trained, you don't need the cloud anymore. So that makes it fast, that makes it cheap, and that makes it local. Uh, not a privacy issue. A kitchen table could control your smart lights. You can, when you sit down for dinner, you can just tap the table, turns on the lights. Uh, the floor could detect intruders by figuring out like the patterns of walking of you and your cats, uh, but not, you know, if they don't recognize it, sound the alarm. The biggest interested party in this is the auto industry. And the, the video demo that Hypersurfaces provides shows a car where you can tap on the inside of the glass or the outside of the glass and it can tell whether you're tapping on the inside or the outside. You could tap on the side of the door. You could put a magazine in the little compartment and it'll know something went in there. And the auto industry is very interested in using that to improve the control system in cars. But I mean, I I feel like we could probably come up with all kinds of things this could work for. And it is the sort of thing that could really change how we interact with stuff uh and, and the composition of stuff when it doesn't you don't have to have a keyboard and you don't have to even have a touch screen anymore necessarily.
0: It, I think we need to, to specify uh this doesn't work. Um I, I mean I don't know that it doesn't, but it doesn't seem to work uh to be able to distinguish things that are so close that you would be able to use it as a keyboard. Um at least in the demo they're showing uh mm, the taps are
2: yeah, it's maybe, a question.
0: Yeah, five inches, six mm-hmm, inches apart mm-hmm. at least. Um but aside from that, oh, also it's not like you can't touch screen like slide on a surface and it will recognize I that don't, you're you in those
2: are both great questions. I don't know that it couldn't do that. It may just not be that's good tr- enough yet, or they'd be showing it, I think.
0: Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, but the way they're showing it is already really interesting. Uh, there are many examples of things that it could be used for. Uh, the one with the car door uh, isn't just, you know, tapping on one portion of the car door. It's also things like uh, opening or pulling on the uh, uh, door. Oh, how do you call that? Handle. Handle. The handle or, or releasing it mm-hmm. and things like that. It it feels like this technology, if it works as advertised, kind of digitizes interactions you have with your environment. Uh, I, you know, there's a co- cost question, efficiency question, but it, it the, the 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 having uh, uh, sensors that detect where you touch what in pretty much anything with a very limited number of sensors could have incredible, uh, 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 amounts of, um, uses. So uh, in the car, I think it's one of the first, first things we think about, but th- there could be many of them. The one caveat I have is if you do the thing on the kitchen table, how many times will it activate by mistake?
2: I, I, I literally, as you were saying that thought of a way to handle that. Okay. Uh, and I'm stealing it from the Apple Watch. You know how the Apple Watch gives you a notification by a vibration in your wrist and it tries to change the vibrations based on what kind of notification it's sending you? What if just tapping doesn't turn on the lights? You tap a certain pattern. So, you know, a, a syncopated <laughs> pattern turns on the lights. Now
3: It's like Morse know, code for y- yeah, a yeah, smart home. Yeah. Just
2: like, da-da, da-da, da, da 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 will turn on the lights. It's something you're less likely to do by accident.
0: Right, you know what that sounds like when you're describing it like this? It sounds like uh, that technology in the seventies where your clap, you would clap <laughs> your clapper. hands and your lights <laughs> would come on. <out.
3: laughs> yeah, that's the clapper.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's I tapper. mean, the
3: smart, the smart home in many ways. I mean, it's 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 not unlike that. That was just something that was before its time. Did,
0: did I kill it? Did I just kill this company? I'm sorry. Tap I, on,
2: I, tap off. It's the tapper. Um, Uh,
3: No, I've been trying to think about, okay, what would be the, I don't know, something, some sort of an object that I, you know, is it my desk? Is it, you know, the kitchen table? Is it a floor? Something that I interact with if I just had to choose. Okay, what's the most convenient, uh, you know, thing that's in my house that... I would want to incorporate into this.
2: Well, and also, okay. While you're thinking of that, remember, it can also be another situation. So I actually, uh, the TechCrunch article suggested this. What if you had, uh, wood cases now for, for electronic devices then you just tap on them. So, so, so get, get rid of all those buttons, man. Apple will love this. They don't need any more buttons because you can just tap on the side to do whatever it is you need to do that a button would have done before.
0: I think that would be possible now already with one or two buttons, uh, but maybe not. I, I think, you know, the the thing that's happening with these th- this kind of technology is that we're always thinking about it in terms of what we already know. And I think if it works yes. as advertised, it's, it's transformative enough that it will spring different unexpected kinds of uses. And that's the most exciting thing, right? Yeah. Um,
2: there's a so. developer out there right now who was trying to figure out how to solve something that hears about this and says, wait, that would solve my problem. And it's, it's a product that none of us had ever thought of before, and everybody was telling him maybe wouldn't work until this came along. You know, that, you know that's the case.
0: Have you found the example of the thing you would love to use it for, Sarah?
3: no and i keep thinking no but but a lot of a lot of the stuff is exactly what you said it's it seems like oh do i really need it and then you have it and you're like oh my gosh i can't believe i ever lived without my echo or you know whatever it is so uh yeah i i've been racking my brain thinking what would be the best place for something like this to be incorporated and i don't know maybe the kitchen table somewhere that i go every day
0: so let's think a little bit wider um With something like this, your home could have, could know where everyone is in the house and what, you know, which member of the family is where Mm -hmm. and couple this with a little bit of of an intelligent assistant, it can set up the house without you having to worry about it. Like if you're walking from your room to your bathroom, it can light up the um, the, mm-hmm. the the hallway, without you having to put in these creepy cameras that are going to be yeah. watching you all the time. This is the same thing, but much, much more discreet because it's a couple of sensors yeah. in, the, in the floor,
2: and it's simpler. There's other ways to do it too. You could track a, a phone right. signal or a watch signal, but here Which it's like if you're not wearing conversely. your watch, it still works,
0: right? It just works
2: yeah. all the time because it's based on you, not something you carry or something it's trying to observe. Through a camera, that's that's a good that's a good example. Maybe
3: it's easy for me to sort of chuckle and be like, "Well, I wish I lived in a house big enough where I like wondered where the other people <laughs> in my family were." <laughs> However, when I think about this, it, realistically, even in the relatively small apartment I live in, it would be nice to know what room my dog is in if I, you there know, you had an easy way to do there that. You go. So, all right. Where's Sam even, the cat? Oh, even for you. the little peasants like me, yeah. we can make use of the smartphone <laughs> and would also like to have uh the floor illuminated when i walk to the bathroom all the, the night hey thanks to everybody who participates in our subreddit you can submit stories and you can vote on other stories submitted by your peers at dailytechnewsshow.reddit.com we're also on facebook check us out hang out leave a note interact facebook.com slash groups slash daily we want to
2: hear from you feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com and then it goes in the mailbag and then sarah reads it
3: like this Correct. Dolan from the smoky hills of Tennessee. Dare I say, Dolan might be a cow person. Uh, Before sending this email, Dolan says, I double checked my Patreon pledge and was astonished to find my patronage of DTNS was AWOL. Not sure what happened. But I'm glad I checked because now it's back in action. Thanks for the effort to make the world better. Oh, that's nice. When you discussed the Movidius neural compute stick a few days ago, you asked for input from developers who are using it. The project I'm using it with is a mobile IoT application. We need machine learning that can move and interact with the world not at liberty to discuss the specifics of the project but imagine a drone that could adapt in real time as it interacts with its surroundings the narrow physical dimensions of the device make it perfect for developing mobile Ah. iot projects
2: and then he can use the hypersurface technology that he has trained locally (laughs) with his movidius stick to be able to like sense the vibrations around him in the air with the drone or not yes (laughs) correct okay uh, thank you, Dolan. I don't know how you get those cows up there on those smoky hills, but we appreciate it. <laughs> Natron on yesterday's discussion about apple cutting production numbers said... Forecasting is tough. Tim Cook comes from the supply chain side of things and knows what he's doing naturally in that regard. He doesn't have a marketing or sales background, and that sometimes shows. Overall, it's not bad. It's just something to factor in. Cutting orders from a record high still puts their sales up at very high numbers compared to a year ago. To someone untrained, it might look like trouble when in reality, Tim might be just correcting course before it becomes a problem for Apple. If this all means financial trouble for Apple, then they'd need to provide guidance to investors, which hasn't happened yet. So the concern seems to be pretty mature. From what I can see, Apple is doing the right thing, even if unnamed suppliers are complaining privately to the Wall Street Journal. And it's Justin Robert Young always says, consider who benefits from this leak. And that that might tell you something there.
0: Completely agree. But we've been hearing about 30%, as you discussed last time. 30% is always, I think, legitimate to, con- to be concerned about. But yeah, maybe not.
3: Well, thanks, Ton. Thanks, Natron. And thanks to Patrick Beja for being with us on this wonderful Tuesday, the Tuesday before Thanksgiving in the U.S. Patrick, besides hopefully having some sort of a Thanksgiving feast on your side of the world, what's new?
0: Uh, every day is a Thanksgiving feast in my house. So, yes, <laughs> I will.
3: Uh, well, was not that what's nice new? for you? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, so, yes, a I, I, couple of things. First, uh, MVGB, if you enjoy video games casually and want to know about uh, the latest things, the important things that have been happening, then go check out mvgb Uh, that's a show i do with scott johnson every month it's uh, easy and fun and uh, the other thing i would say is if you speak french then why aren't you already listening to le rendezvous tech that's something you should be doing and if you are thank you for doing so so le rendezvous tech is my french tech show and it's fun and i would suspect you might like it so go check it out David and Michael who
2: runs the DTNS store for us wanted me to let you know that starting midnight Thursday until midnight Monday uh, and a, a few people or one person in particular in our discord and I were saying well midnight Thursday do you mean 1201 a.m. David uh, but anyway <laughs> from Thursday uh, morning 1201 a.m. until <laughs> midnight Monday. Uh, you can use the code for non-patrons, gobble gobble, to get 15% off anything at dailytechnewsshow.com slash store. That once again Woo-hoo! at checkout, gobble gobble, G-O-B-B-L-E-G-O-B-B-L-E G-O-B-B-L-E, at Daily slash store. And starting Thursday, you'll find a, an option to buy a bundle of a classic logo of DTNS t-shirt, mug, and hat, or the new. Logo uh T-shirt, mug, and hat for fifty dollars. That saves you ten dollars if you bought them individually. It's all at show dot com slash store.
3: Our email address is feedback at show dot com. We're also live Monday through Friday. Join us if you can. Four thirty p.m. Eastern, twenty one thirty UTC. Find out more. Tell a friend. show dot com slash live.
2: Back tomorrow with Scott Johnson. Talk to you then.
0: is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com.
3: Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. (laughs) Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move.